Hello, welcome to day 11 of 21 of the weight loss challenge. If you haven't already, please download the PDF that goes along with this challenge at drmarbus.com. So today we're gonna to describe emotional eating. And I know it's one that many people struggle with, especially coming out of the pandemic. When we were all under stress and we were confined to our homes, many turned to the refrigerator, uh, to cope with this increased anxiety and unfamiliar territory of where the pandemic took us. So that's just one small component of emotional eating is response to things like anxiety. So let's dive in a little bit more on understanding what emotional eating is and what we can do about it. And then I'll have some action steps and some reflections in today's um, video. Okay, so first of all, you know, emotional eating is the practice of consuming foods, many times ultra-processed foods. It's not going to be your broccoli or something like that. In response to feelings other than your hunger, your physical hunger, um, it's often a way to suppress or soothe negative emotions such as stress, anger, fear, boredom, sadness, loneliness. And while eating can, eating can provide a temporary ease or release of those stresses and those emotions, sometimes even pleasure, it doesn't address the underlying emotions that led to the unhealthy um, eating patterns. So what are some of the characteristics of emotional eating? So first of all, they're triggered by emotions. And what I mean by trigger, it's a prompt. So if you've ever heard of a habit loop, this is a trigger or a prompt causes a particular behavior. In this case, it would be describing eating. And then you get some type of reward. And that's oftentimes the decreased uh, sensation of stress that you're feeling within your body. And so that would be the habit of emotional eating. So when I'm speaking about triggers or prompts, those are the things that lead to the behavior of the eating. The other thing to understand from BJ Fogg's work is that behavior requires three things to occur. And this could be any behavior at all. It doesn't matter what behavior you're describing but it does require three things, three things to be available in your environment or in your mental environment to make you do this behavior. It's gonna be motivation. So you have to have the motivation to do something. You have to have the prompt or trigger to do the behavior and you have to have the ability to do it. So let's say that you need to go to the bathroom. Well, you're motivated to go to the bathroom because well, your bladder's telling you it's full. Second, you, uh, have prompt because the bladder again is feeling full. You're feeling some uh, unpleasurable feelings of your bladder saying, okay, guy, we need to do something. And three, you have the ability because many of us are is have indoor plumbing available. So that would be the behavior of needing to go to the bathroom. Again, this behavior is in response to anything. And BJ, uh, BJ Fogg's book, Tiny Habits is an amazing book. So if you want to check that out. But anyway, Getting back to the characteristics of emotional eating. So we have triggered by emotions, right? So this habit is, has a trigger or prompt. Um, it could be initiated by emotional needs rather than that physical need. It's the urge to eat, it comes on suddenly and is really driven by very specific emotions. You're craving specific foods. So emotion, like I said, emotional eating often involves craving for comfort foods, right? These are typically ultra processed foods, high in sugar, fat, or both. Um, mindless eating, it usually involves eating without much thought or past um, the point of feeling full. So, you know, it's like you've, you're obviously full, you've eaten your dinner or whatever meal, and you're like, oh man, I really want 
that dessert, well, you're already uncomfortable. You're physically full, but you're still eating. Um, that's something there. Another one is guilt or shame post-eating, right? So unlike eating out a physical hunger, emotional eating um, is often followed by guilt or feeling shame for it because we feel out of sorts. It doesn't feel natural. So let's try to understand why we emotionally eat. So a couple of things to understand about emotional eating, it really just requires that time of reflection and introspection. And sometimes some professional help is in order. So I always want you to feel like if you can do this on your own, there are people in your community or online that can provide help with these type of services. So um, first of all, let's begin how we can identify a few things. First of all, let's look at identifying the triggers. And when we think about identifying triggers, we need to reflect on emotions, right? So notice patterns in your emotional state when you feel the urge to eat. Are you stressed, bored, lonely, or sad? You can even map it out. You could say, here are my triggers. Here's my behavior of eating whatever food. And how did you feel afterwards, right? You can um, keep a food diary. And when you use a food diary, you're going to be able to document not only what and when you eat, but also what you're feeling at the time. And we'll get to that because that's going to be the activity today is really using some type of, you know, hand pen to paper to really document what's going on. And then that can reveal those links between the emotions and your eating habits. Then you really want to differentiate between emotional and physical hunger, right? So physical hunger, this develops gradually and can be satisfied by various foods. It can be those foods that you don't crave, like an apple. So if, if you're feeling that you're hungry and you're not sure if this is a physiologic or physical hunger versus an emotional hunger or desire to eat, eat an apple or eat a piece of fruit or something that's not something that you would typically crave in those really stressful emotions. And if you're feeling satisfied after that, then it was physical hunger. If you're still hungry after consuming that food, there might be some emotional component to it. And that's a great time for introspection to determine what led up to that moment. So now remember, emotional hunger, it comes on suddenly. Um, you crave very specific foods like those comfort foods we mentioned and doesn't um, stop even when full. Number three, you want to develop some awareness of your eating habits, right? So again, mindful eating is a great thing to consider. So practice being present while eating. You want to savor each bite. You want to pay attention to feelings of fullness. You want to remove any distractions so you're not just eating mindlessly. You know, shut down the computer, shut down your phone, uh, turn off the TV, Think about uh, where the food came from and just focus in on the enjoyment of the meal at hand. Another thing that I found that's really helpful is two things is eating with the opposite hand because I know I'm right handed. But if I try to eat with my left hand, it's going to take a few minutes. It's going to be take me. It's like driving, learning to drive a, new, a, a car for the first time. It's going to be a little awkward, which requires your attention, which pulls you into the moment. The other thing is count the number of bites and try to eat, you know, 20, 25 bites or 20 to 25 chews with each bite. Um, your food will be liquid by then, but it'll also give your stomach time to respond to the food and expand and tell, you know, give messages back to the brain, say, hey, I'm full. So that might be very helpful to you. So just a, a couple of tricks of the trade there. And, um, you know, question the urge. So when you feel an urge to eat, 
ask yourself, what's driving it? Are you truly hungry or is it that emotional need? And then also you consider finding alternate uh, coping mechanisms, right? So are there other healthy outlets for emotions? Um, look for ways to cope with your emotions that don't involve food like exercise, meditation, journaling, talking to a friend, deep breath exercises, things like that could be super helpful. Uh, you can also do some stress management regularly. So since stress is really such a common, you know, you might find um, therapy is a really benefit for you at that point. Again, journaling about specific behaviors or times. Um, and then, like I said, you, you might want to seek professional help and that's okay. There's no shame in asking for help. We're humans and we, we're here to help each other. So, you know, if emotional eating is frequent or feels unmanageable or you're just feeling overwhelmed, you know, seek help from a therapist and or maybe ask um, someone you can trust if they know someone, if you're not sure where to start. Uh, particularly speaking to someone who has a history of eating disorder uh, experience, that would be very helpful. And the other thing is create a supportive environment, right? So try to keep healthy, nourishing foods within your space instead of the trigger foods because it's easier to consume these foods if they're within easy reach. Remember that three things that are required for behavior is ability. So if you make it harder for yourself to attain the foods or reach for the foods, you don't just have to get up and walk over to your cabinet, but you have to get in the car and go drive somewhere. It might give you time and space to, to think and reflect on what's going on. And then social support, you know, you know, find some trusted confidants in some friends that you can share your journey with. So I want to get back to also um, the journaling piece. So today's action step would be really just to kind of track your food intake alongside your emotions. So first of all, you want to set up a food diary. So this can be a physical notebook. It can be a document on your computer or maybe an app on your phone. You can use the notes section on your phone. Two, you want to record your meals and snacks, <clears throat> write down everything you eat or drink throughout the day, including portion sizes and time of consumption, because time can be a trigger too. Um, maybe if you haven't read it, it's called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Really great book on describing what a habit loop is and how he had to reflect on his own journey and understanding why at three o'clock he always wanted to go eat a cookie. <laughs> so great book. Definitely check it out. And then note your emotions. So this is just being the mindful piece. So alongside each entry, you want to really want to write down how you were feeling before and during eating. Were you stressed, sad, happy, bored, or physically hungry? Um, how did you feel after eating? And maybe who was around? You might want to say also maybe who was in your environment, where you were. Was this at work? Was this on the commute? Was this at home? Uh, was it when you're your husband came home or spouse came home? Was this when your children came home? Was this when you went out to eat? Was this when you went to the movies? Uh, was this after a phone call, a stressful phone call? Again, just some things to think about. People, places, time, events, all of these things can be triggers. And then be mindful and honest, right? This can be just for you. You don't have to share this with anyone else. You can be your most honest with yourself. And the really important piece I really want to emphasize more than anything in this journey is that you need to love yourself. So when you love yourself, you're available to love others. And part of this process of understanding that you are a magnificent being and deserving of love is 
loving yourself first, telling yourself in the mirror that you love you and that you're accepting of, of everything. And it's uh, not, you know, egotistical or nar narcissistic when you approach it this way. You're just being accepting and, first of all, love yourself so that you can give what you have. You can't give what you don't have. So if you don't love yourself, it's hard to give. So you want to receive it and give it. Just wanted to highlight that. And don't be judgmental of yourself. Really, the goal is to observe and understand not to critique or judge, okay? We're not here to shame any decisions. So maybe you become mindful and you're like, you know, I still want the cookie. Eat the cookie. It's okay. I'm not saying being restrictive. We're just trying to understand what's going on in our minds. And journaling about it is really an important piece to understanding and taking time to reflect what's going on mentally and emotionally. Because remember, our emotions will drive our behavior. And... <clears throat> When you're at the end of the day or a few days, review the the journal entries and see if you can find any patterns. If you're struggling to find some patterns, maybe do it two, three, four days because you'll probably start to see some type of patterns. It's like, huh, just like Charles Duhigg in his Power of Habit book, when it's three o'clock, I go to the cafeteria and I eat a cookie. And what he come to find out was at three o'clock, he was getting a little bit tired. He got bored. He would go to the cafeteria, eat a cookie because then he liked to socialize. So he did a set of experiments to figure that out. And one of them was socializing outside of the cafeteria, eating different foods. So like he would eat an apple. He still wasn't, he wasn't hungry. It was something else going on. Something else was driving this habit and cookies just happened to be there. It was another dopamine hit besides socializing with coworkers. So What's our writing exercise besides the um, the diary? Really want you to dive a little deeper, right, into your emotional eating patterns based on your tracking. First of all, emotion food connections. So identify which emotions are most likely to trigger your eating. What types of food do you gravitate towards in these emotional states? Um, secondarily, you want to look at underlying causes, right? So reflect on what might be underlying these emotional eating habits? Those are those triggers that we were discussing. Are there specific stressors or situations that consistently lead to these emotional eating? Um, is it physical versus emotional hunger? What's going on in your body? Are your, is your stomach growling? Did you just eat it like 30 minutes ago and now you're like, I'm hungry again? Well, maybe you're not. Maybe you are. I don't know. Um, but you can begin to differentiate by looking inside and seeing what sensations you're feeling. Um, was it because like you're feeling tight and stressed and can kind of constricted because some, you just got a bad email or a phone call or something, uh, that caused some anxiety or stress. And now you're like, oh, I'm hungry. And you just start looking for something to relieve that negative feeling. And then look at the coping mechanisms. Again, really want you to think about the different healthier coping mechanisms that you could do. So these are all prompts for the journal. And like I said, these are all listed on the download that you can get from drmarvis.com. But emotional eating is, again, one of these really important factors that we don't discuss enough. And again, my approach to this 21-day challenge was to look at many, many different patterns and this complex thing of weight gain. Because at the end of the day, it's much more than consuming more calories. Of course, calories 
do cause the weight gain, but why are we consuming more calories? What is going on? What type of foods are we choosing? So that's why I'm addressing different factors throughout those three weeks. And maybe you find something that really resonated with you. Maybe it was day eight. Maybe it'll be day 20. I don't know. But whatever is resonating with you and you feel good about it and you're seeing something that be, you could work on, take that and then move on to the next step you know, after the 21-day challenge to make that the first habit that you start building in uh, into your life to find a healthier weight. Because healthy weight will be the basically the result of these amazing things that you've been doing in this last three weeks. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you for spending time with me today. I know you could be other places and I'll be back tomorrow with day 12 of our uh, 21 day weight loss challenge.